today on the Trend Out Loud podcast. Uh, a lot of people in the black community are like, okay, so you're apologizing to the Jewish community. When are we going to get an apology to the black community for your statements of saying slavery was a choice? I am one of those uh, black people in the, um, in the God Med section. What up? It's your boy Trend Out Loud, and I am back with another episode post-Christmas edition. Um, I hope you all had um, a Merry Christmas and uh, Happy Holidays. Um, I never know what to say around those things. Do you? People are religious, non-religious. It's weird, but yeah, sorry. It's Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas to those of you who are celebrating uh, Christmas. Most of all, I hope everybody is happy, safe, and healthy, healthy, and you are ready for a Trend Out Loud holiday edition. You know the deal. Get your ear pods on, get your headphones on, get your laptops charged up, get your cell phones, get your iPads. I'm about to start the show. Let's go. All right. Um, Mr. Kanye West um, has come out and has finally uh, um, apologized to the Jewish community. Let me read it to you. He actually put out the uh, actual apology. I think it's in Hebrew, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'll put it up on um, um, on the um, on the YouTube page for, you, for those who want to see it. But I'll read it out to you in English. I sincerely apologize to the Jewish community for any unintended out unintended outburst caused by my words or actions. It was not my intention to hurt or demean, and I deeply regret any pain I may have caused. I am committed to starting with myself and learning from this experience to ensure greater sensitivity and understanding more in the future. Your forgiveness is important to me, and I am committed to making amends and promoting unity. Um, so... There's been a lot of um, mixed reactions online about this. Uh, a lot of people in the black community are like, okay, so you're apologizing to the Jewish community. When are we going to get an apology to the black community for your statements of saying slavery was a choice? I am one of those uh, black people in the, um, in the comment section that would like an apology from Mr. West. But let's not uh, make that the, the my take today because I have other things that I want to talk about about Kanye. Um, but I, I do I would like um, an apology for that. Um, some of the other comments were, um, you know, too little, too late. Um, some people were like, yeah, finally, we knew this was coming. So there's there's mixed reactions. Um, the mo more important than the comments is the lack of comments. Um, and the lack of coverage this is, this is getting. And this is my take and what I want to talk about. Um, I am one of the people that say that Kanye was doing all of this as a chess move. You know, this, the expression, while y'all are playing chess, while y'all are playing checkers, I'm playing chess. So Kanye West, um, you know, always has these outbursts or these crazy moments Um in very strategic times, I, I feel, um, and other people have felt as well, too. Uh, even Cameron the other day was like, yo, Kanye is crazy when he needs to be crazy, but he's very smart and sane when he needs to be smart and sane, i.e. when he has a product releasing. So his album is coming out with Ty Dollar Sign. They're previewing it uh, they're, um, during Art Basel, and he has a sock, a $200 sock shoe that's coming out. All of a sudden, Kanye West has a rent, and he's going crazy. No, and then 
for weeks after, you don't hear anything from him. And now, of course, when the album comes out, you're going to hear another rant. So if he was in the middle of the street on a Wednesday and nothing was happening and he had a rant, I would be more um, accepting of these quote-unquote rants. So <clears throat> this here is another example. You might be asking yourself, hey, Trent, he's putting out an apology, and but he doesn't have anything to promote. Do you know how quiet this apology is? The man literally posted a post on Instagram um, in Hebrew, and then, you know, other people are translating it. It's not all, all over Twitter. There's no video about it. And he posted this December 26th, the day after Christmas, while people are food drunk, alcohol drunk, high, hungover. This is going so under the radar. Um, a lot of the big shows are not on right now. So, like, for example, like, uh, you know, The View, uh, Breakfast Club, uh, the t like all of these daytime talk shows to report this. So um, and then, like I said, it's right after Christmas. So it's going out under the radar. Um, and then when he has his next rant or when he has his next thing that he wants to promote. Uh, and when people are like, oh, he's never apologized. Oh, yeah, he did apologize. And so people will be able to say that he has formally apologized. Um, so that's what I think this move is and the strategic time when it came out and the fact that it wasn't on a rant or it wasn't even by video. Kanye always has somebody recording. Someone's phone is out. Anytime he wants to say something, this was just on Instagram. Um, I digress. Kanye West um, is fully cognizant of every single thing that he's doing. He's aware. I'm not saying that he that he may not have some mental health issues. I'm not saying that he might not have bipolar or he's medicated or not medicated. My point is, is that uh, regardless of whatever mental health issues he has, um, he is smart enough and strategic enough uh, to make these plays. Um, and like I said a couple of weeks ago, um, when I reported Kanye West with his my with the Miami um, Art Basel and the album is that I think Kanye West, and I still think this, is that Kanye West is very, very, very strategic. Um, and Kanye West is showing us in real time what the future of rappers and entertainers and influencers are going to be. He is one of the only artists out there, sorry, and fashion designer, forgot to include that title, that can do things... Um, vertically like on his own where he doesn't need um a record label he doesn't need adidas anymore and he doesn't need these things he has his enough influence enough um you know design in him um and enough money and he can get enough loans where i think he'll release his music independently he'll release his um his um, apparel independently and his shoes independently kanye west is going to be a hundred percent vertical um and he's going to make a lot more money like i said um if, if the same amount of money or a lot more money and like i said i'll end it off with this because i said this two weeks ago is that his deal with adidas he made 11 percent. so on a billion dollars he made upwards of a hundred million dollars okay if he owns his footwear all by himself independently if he sells 10%, he still will make 10% of Adidas. So if he sells $100 million, that $100 million is going into his pocket. Yes, there's costs and et cetera, whatever. But if he sells $200 million, he'll make over $100 million. So he doesn't need to sell a billion. Same thing like a record deal. If you have a record deal with 
Universal Records, you get $2 an album. If he does it independently, he gets $10 an album. So he doesn't have to sell as much because he's not sharing out the money. And that's what Kanye West um, is going to prove to us. I think he's going to be able to do it. And I think he's going to shift culture. Whether you like him or not, this is not a I like Kanye or I'm on his side or I, I don't like him because of what he said uh, that black um, uh, slavery was a choice or what he, if he's anti-Semitic or if he's bipolar. I'm just talking from a business standpoint um, and what he's trying to do um, from a business point of view. Um, I'm very interested uh, to see um, if he can do it. And from what I know of Kanye and following Kanye and being a businessman myself, I think um, he will be able to do it. And I think a lot of artists will follow in his footsteps, not the ranting and not the the extreme measures that he goes to, um, which is still marketing, which is still getting his his brand and his name out there and his followers excited, kind of like a Donald Trump. Um, I don't think everybody will do that, but but being vertical and and owning your all of your own merchandise and product and creation uh, I, I feel like Kanye West is really going to change the game with that. Anyways, that's already long enough that I wanted to talk about Kanye West, but I find it super interesting. Um, but that's my take. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Dr. Umar Johnson um, has come out and said that Eminem cannot be the greatest rapper alive because no non-African could ever be the best at anything African. Take a listen. You don't think Eminem is one of the best rappers of all time? According to who? You. Rap fans. Let me say something to you. And this is going to my African fundamentalism. No non-African can ever be the best of anything African. It is an insult to the ancestors. It is an insult to the race. And it is an insult to every black person. Do you think I could go to Palestine and be the best anything of Palestinian culture? You never see that. You think I could go to go to Israel and be the best of anything in Israel, whether it be a cook, an instrumentalist, a dancer? Hell no. And we have to stop yeah, but naming non-African people, Joe. But I did Stay with me though. Let me finish this. We gotta stop naming non-African people as being the best of any aspect of our cultural product Joe, I think you because can. it is an insult. You can. It is an insult. We can acknowledge that the talent is the best. Yes, but, I can but, acknowledge but, but, it. All right. This is a very interesting take. Hear me out for a second while I try to explain. He's right and he's also wrong. He's right on things that are subjective. For example, music. If he, Dr. Umar, wants to judge someone's artistic wordplay or, or a musicianship off of this is an African culture and part of my criteria means that you have to be African and that holds whatever 20% of my choice, then it's up to him to say, well, you fail in that. Okay. Your wordplay is 10% or this is 10% and whatever makes up his, um, his, his, um, criteria is his right. So he could say that, but what he cannot say is that he cannot say just to make sure again, he cannot say, no non-African could ever be the best at anything African because, for example, in sports or like in golf or anything that um, that is not subjective, um, it has nothing to do with the color of your skin if the, the, the thing that we're judging is African. So you cannot say that no non-African could ever be the best at something African um, because 
There's a lot of things African that are not subjective. So, you know, that's my take on that. So, and you know, it's gotten a lot of people like riled up, you know, um, but he's smart in the sense that, you know, he's using Eminem as an example, but how can you tell the man he's wrong when something is, is subjective? It's a painting. Can you say like, who's to say the Mona Lisa is the best painting? It's, it's, it's what you feel is the best painting, right? Like you can have a song come out and you feel like this is the best you know, ballad that I ever heard anybody sung. Whitney Houston is the best singer. Celine Dion is the best singer. Wh Mariah Carey, who who are you to tell another person what their bests are and what their criteria for bests are? You know, if we're going strictly by album sales, that's another thing. Does, does album sales make you the best? No, the best is subjective. So, you know, all the the the, the talk that that's, you know, ramping up online because of this, um, you know, that's Dr. Umar does. We all know he's the king of pan-Africanism. Like he is always going to vote for everything black. He believes in black relationships, blacks, whatever, um, black marriage, black love, black unity, everything black. So of course he's going to choose that. And you can't tell him that, that he's wrong. That's his criteria and his criteria when it comes to African music, you're almost disqualified, um, if you're right. So, you know, in, in a technical sense, um, he is, wrong in that statement in a technical sense um but judging based off of music or hip-hop or rap or quote-unquote african music um you know he he has that that choice um i would think the question is is that what makes hip-hop an african music choice that if i was interviewing him i would ask him that is is african is hip-hop african the, 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 can nobody else, can no other culture be in there? And what if you are a mixed culture? Could that classify you? That, you know, that's what I would ask him. Anyways, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Nicki Minaj has revealed that she had a feature on Cowgirl and the feature uh, decided last minute that they do not want to be on the feature anymore because they think that Nicki Minaj does not like them. Take a listen. Has it ever mm -hmm. happened where you wanted a feature and it didn't happen? Mm -hmm. On this album, there definitely was um, a feature that I wanted on a song called Cowgirl. I like that song. Thank you. The person first recorded it um, and sent it back. And then my album came out, you know, ended up coming out a long time after. Like, my, I kept on like pushing it back a little bit. So um, then the person hit me one day and said they were in a different era. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, you told me that months later. Okay, and then, and then after that, their people apparently said they wanted to do it. They, you know, now that they were not, I guess, in that era anymore. And we said, okay, let's see. And then, well, then we got another few comments saying that they that they don't really think i like that nikki has been making a lot of um a lot of headlines lately but um i felt like this one is super interesting because um nikki didn't reveal and she kind of didn't even give us a hint um at, at who it was so i'm scouring if anybody has heard who this person is, please let me know. I mean, I am always all over the internet, as you guys know, and I still haven't been able to figure it out. I'm sure um, academics, I checked his page um, and he hasn't posted today as 
as I was recording this, but I'm sure it's going to leak. Um, but before it leaks out, I wanted to know from you guys, let me know in the comment section below, who do you think Nikki had as a feature? Then they would come out and say, I'm not in this era anymore. And then say, yo, I think that you don't like me anymore. Like that is drama. And like I said, a couple of podcasts ago, you know, that's what always revolves around Nikki is, is that, Look, I'm gonna. I'm assuming. I think it was a girl feature because this kind of like I don't think you like me. And I think you said stuff. Kind of sounds a little girly. Kind of sounds a little catty to me. But you know, that's the 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 story behind the scenes about Nikki is that she's difficult to work with. She's always you know arguing or fighting with somebody or whatever. So I wonder who this is. Like I'm not in this era anymore. And I heard you said something about me. And anyway, sorry. Like I was saying is that I just wish Nikki could find a way to navigate through the industry without having beef. There's always something with another girl or another artist. And like, I just, I just don't know. Like I just wish, you know, Nikki's rollout and Nikki's focus would only just concentrate on the music because she's such a dope artist. Uh, like I said, I feel like Nikki is top 10 male or female. Like I hate when people say, Oh, she's top 10 female. No, she, Nikki is top 10 period in the hip-hop game like she's just nice um but um anyways let me know what you guys think in the comment section below i can't for the life of me figure out um who this person is uh let me know what you guys think jess hilarious has announced that she is officially the new co-host of the breakfast club y'all know me i'm like an honorable member of the breakfast club i wish uh, but i watch the breakfast club every day you know i'm a big fan i'm a big fan of, um, of charlemagne um and um anyways shout out to jess here's uh, her announcement Uh, yeah, man. Um, I mean, listen, my take on this is I love Jess. I thought she was uh, super dope when she came up there. A lot of people gave her, you know, criticism and pushback because like she's not a, a great reader. I feel for her. I'm dyslexic. I have trouble reading. There's a lot of times where I'm reading stuff to you guys here on the podcast. You don't see, but like I will read it two or three times and edit it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel for her. Um, but you know, Jess brings the funny, uh, lately she just had this, uh, conversation with sexy red, um, and showed a little like, you know, confrontation with her. Charlemagne tried to come in and, and help it out. She's like, yo, Char, step back. I got this. So, uh, you know, she not stood up to sexy red, but you know, she didn't fold and she didn't back down and she kind of held her own. Um, so I think that she has gotten really good over the year that they were looking for the co-host. I particularly am a little bit sad that we won't continue to see guest co-host. I liked seeing that. Um, you know, Angela left this same time last year. So we had a full year of guest co-host. I was hoping that they would just leave that spot open. It was predominantly females that they had come in, but I liked that you had a range of different, um, black females most of the time. Uh, you know, other radio hosts, some from Detroit, some from South Carolina, et cetera, or, or uh, media personalities or influencers. I thought that was really dope, but I think I guess they had to make a decision that they needed, you know, another um, co-host. Charlemagne did say, I remember him saying that he did want a, a permanent co-host. Um, I don't know. Hopefully they'll find a way to maybe stick some other co-host in i just thought it was refreshing i thought it was different i'd be tuning in like hey who's co-hosting today even jason lee would co-host sometimes um i really loved when claudia jordan was there i thought she was going to be really dope i actually thought that she was going to take it 
she seemed a little bit more, um, you know, with the whole reading and the delivery of the of the rumor report, she seemed a little bit more seasoned. Um, but like I said, Jess got a lot better over the year, and you know, Jess Jess brings the funny, and I think that that's really what they like, especially Charlemagne. Charlemagne's always cracking jokes, and you know, him and Jess um, going back. So I guess they feel like. Um, you know, that's something that she could work on. But um, I even liked, um, uh, I think, Lauren Lauren LaRosa. I'm not too sure how Char felt about her. Kind of at the end, they were kind of like going a little, you know, neck and neck a little bit. Um, but no, man, those are my my, my top three girls were, were Lauren, Jess, um, and Claudia. Um, but uh, shout out to Jess, man. Like I said, I'm team Breakfast Club. Um, I, I like pretty much all the even miss pat was funny um but i know she wasn't ever going to come um a permanent host but i thought permanent co-host but i thought she was really funny um let me know what you guys think in the comment section below let me think if you you know liked uh jess as the uh permanent co-host um and if not who do you think should have won shout out once again to jess hilarious getting the official permanent position salute all right, and lastly, uh, before we head into sports, Bishop T.D. Jakes has denied allegations that he was at one of Diddy's freak-off parties um, and that he was having sexual intercourse with one of Diddy's male escorts that he hired for Cassie. Take a listen. Some of you logged in or come in out of concern. Some of you come in to hear what I'm going to say. All of you who expect me to address a lie, you can log off. I will not use this sacred day and this sacred pulpit to address a lie when I have a chance to preach a truth. I will stand straight up, head up, back straight and preach the unadulterated and fallible word of God. Um, I thought that was super gangster. And I said before I played that clip that he denied it. He didn't even deny it. He came out and was like, yo, I'm not even going to talk about that. This is Sunday service. I am not going to waste God's day. I'm not going to waste God's time on this. I thought that was super gangster, like super gangster. Um, Little Duval came out a couple of days ago and was like, gee, I can't believe y'all are even believe that TD Jakes uh, was involved in this. A couple of people have had his back. Um, his lawyers came out. I think they came out and made the official denial. If I'm not mistaken, I don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure his, his lawyers made a statement, but I thought it was really gangster. I think that I think the way he addressed it, dressed it was, was really dope. Um, I was, I won't lie. I was kind of on the fence. I did an um, Instagram live about it. I talk, a lot of people believed it right away. I was the one that was like in denial. Like, are you sure? Like, he just doesn't seem that way. Um, I would say most of the people on my live were like, yeah, I believe it. You, you know, if you want to make it in Hollywood, you got to sell your soul. You have to be gay. You got to give it up. You got to give this up. I was pretty much on the fence about it. Um, it's not that it's impossible, but just from what I've seen of the Bishop, I just, I, I would have been shocked. I would have to have seen or heard way more evidence than just, you know, somebody coming out and, and accusing him, you know? Um, but, and I'm not to say that just because he did this on Sunday, that it means he wasn't there, but it just, the conviction and how he said it, I, I believe him. And seeing that I was on the fence before, like, I'm going to go and, 
and and be pretty confident to say that you know that's bs and i really don't think that he was at those parties i don't think he was gay uh, i'm not saying that he was never at a, a diddy party but i don't think that he was at the freak off parties with the male escorts and you know um having sex with male escorts and diddy i just no i don't believe that you guys let me know in the comment section below let me know if you liked his quote unquote denial or his response to i know the online um attack uh, yeah, let me know what you think about that. And also let me know if you think that we're actually going to see evidence later on. Do you think that he actually had sex with some of these uh, male escort escorts? Let me know what you think in the comment section below. All right. This brings us to uh, sports. Um, yo, Kansas City. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want to cry. I've been holding on week after week saying, yo, I believe in my guys. Kansas City's going to win. I'm sorry, I didn't even make the headline. That's how sad I am. Like, I'm, I'm not even working properly. Kansas City lost um, on Christmas Day to the Raiders, like 17. To, I don't even remember what the score was. It was just bad. They looked bad. The O-line was bad. Offense was bad. Defense was okay, but they didn't They didn't hold the Raiders to the um, at the last minute or two minutes to bring Patrick Mahomes back on the field. He didn't even get a chance to tie it up or, or win the game. Um, I'm, I'm going to go and say that I really don't think that they're going to make it to Super Bowl. If they did for some way, I really don't think they're going to win Super Bowl. They just, they just don't have the, the talent, man. They don't have the receivers. Um, Mahomes doesn't have anybody to throw to. Um, because there's no receivers, people are just double teaming Kelsey. You know, that's his only weapon. Uh, you know, Prosecco, like it's just, it's just, it's, I think it's going to be over for this season. I feel bad for Pat. I've never seen him like this where he's yelling on the sidelines. Kelsey was throwing his helmet. It was, my team has, has officially <laughs> come apart, man. The, the wheels have fallen off the car. It's, uh, it's a wrap this season. I'm still going for them though. I'll still root. I'll still watch every game. Um, I think when they get into the wild card, I still think they'll beat whatever team comes um comes their way but i just i don't see them winning the afc championship i, I really don't especially and they'll have to do it on the road i don't see what changes they could make with the, the team that they have i have no idea i feel like they got to pick somebody up in the offseason and also the other shocker um from uh from christmas football was um everybody was like yo san francisco's the best team in the league da, da, da. i have always said you guys could go back and check out another podcast yo Brock Purdy is a dope quarterback, but he's young. He's in his second year. It's a difference when you're playing during the season on a normal Sunday or a Monday and there's not pressure. When you have to play a sport and when you have to perform under pressure, when, and I understand that this is not a playoff game, but you know we're in the last three weeks of the season um, and everybody was dubbing this as you know maybe Super Bowl, a preview of what Super Bowl is going to look like. It's Monday night. Eight o'clock, you know, the entire country, the entire football world is watching you. It's a different kind of pressure than a normal Sunday afternoon game. Um, and Brock played horrible. I think he had four or five interceptions. And, and that was why they lost. Brock Purdy is, like I said, he's, I think, what, 23, 24 years old. He's young. Um, he's a great quarterback. I'm, I'm sure he'll win Super Bowls. He'll win MVPs as a great quarterback, but he's not ready. Mar Jackson, Ravens, they're a better team. AFC is a better league. I want, I'm going any, anybody AFC. My teams are Kansas City, Ravens, or Miami. That's who I'm going for. That's the order. Um, Miami for Tyreek Hill. I wish, I wish KC never let him go. 
Anyways, so um, shout out to uh, the Buff- uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They are now, quote unquote, the, the best team in football and um, favorites to win uh, the uh, the Super Bowl. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. What did your team do this weekend? How did your team do this weekend? Uh, and who do you think is going to be in Super Bowl? And who do you think is going to win Super Bowl? Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. It's your boy. Turn out loud. Go to signupexpert.com forward slash Trent. And then once you sign up for all betting apps and get all your bonuses and get all your rewards, go to your app store and download BetStamp and use promo code TOL.